Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew for Thursday, December 9th. <laughs> On today's episode, we got uh, a motherfucking... Uh, what the fuck? Where's my prep? Where's my show prep? Oh my god, I've lost... I lost my fucking show prep and my tab is closed and now I don't know what I'm gonna say on my motherfucking show. But that's okay, cause today I freestyle. Yo. Oh shit. Alright, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew for Thursday, December 9th to Friday, December 10th. Try and try on. Uh, how are you? I hope you're having a good fucking, I hope you had a good week. I, uh, I'm having a good week so far. I've been very busy. I completely forgot it was Thursday yesterday. Literally fucking, I knew it was Thursday, but I forgot I had to do my podcast. I don't know what happened. Something just, I was, I was, uh, here, let's just start off the show with a little bit of a, how was my motherfucking week? Okay, how was my motherfucking week? Um, okay, so yeah, like, thir- well, we'll start about Thursday and then we'll go forward, go backwards and forwards from there. But um, um, yeah, I just pretty much was like, I was going to my show. I had three shows on Thursday and haven't had a three show night in like a long time. It felt really good to get back in the saddle and, uh, and you know, just hit him with that. Hit him with the juice, man. Uh, with the three shows, I had one show at the corner, and then I had a show at Comedy Bar, and then I had to go back to the corner for the late show because it's our Thursday. Me and Natish run the Thursdays there. So I was in the car, uh, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, I fucking forgot to do my podcast today because <laughs> shit's been just fucking wild, man. Um, oh, and I'm so pissed. I'm thinking about this right now. I have a corporate tonight, and I lost my joke book. And I had my whole big master list of all my clean fucking corporate jokes or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I can, uh, obviously I could populate a new one. Fucking Brady got me saying populate now. Brady the narc. <laughs> We're going to Brady the narc soon too. Um, so yeah, so anyways, I fucking, uh, I just completely forgot on Thursday that it was Thursday. And then I got home at like midnight from doing the all my shows, my three shows. And then I was like, ah, fuck, like, I'm not going to start firing up a podcast at midnight, wake up fucking Courtney and Terry and the entire se- second floor screaming about dope and fucking capitalism <laughs> at midnight, right? So whatever. And then I was like, okay, I'll just do it in the morning. Uh, when I came back, I was like, whatever, it's fine. Uh, because, oh man, a lot, is, a lot of big changes are coming. Old Big Drew's got the fucking coming down the pipe. So my week was good. Monday, you guys knew I was working on a bunch of shit. Man, I got, I put together my metal documentary on Hazard, on Calgary thrash metal band Hazard. Uh, it was kind of hard, honestly. Uh, you know, the interview went, went, went very well with Torian, but it was definitely, um, <clears throat> a lot of inside thrash balls. So I really had to fucking... You know, I really had to find the story in the interview there because for me it was super interesting. I'm such a big, massive fan of this band, um, but you know, how do you how does that translate on the radio to people who don't know thrash? Like, what's the fucking story here? Because it's not. It can't just be about thrash. It has to be about something more than thrash. If I was just gonna profile a band, it would have been like Hazard started in 2015 when guitarist 
or when drummer vocalist fucking Dylan mad guitarist Brandon and it's just like you know that's fucking boring it's like what's the story man so Errol this guy he, my fucking professor he always makes he's made it's actually helped my stand up actually a lot too because it's just like man go a little fucking deeper like what's the thing like what's the actual thing that you're doing so it's not just like, oh, Hazard Rocks. It's like, why does Hazard Rock? Like, what the fuck about them? What are they doing? What are they adding? So I had to, like, kind of put that together. Um, and I'll throw that up on the Patreon. Um, and uh, I'm going to do a big Patreon dump here. I know I've been claiming all my sets and stuff like that. But I'm going to do it. You guys will get it. It's coming down the pipe. And also a lot of other shit. Anyways, I'm going to I'll bookmark the Patreon shit because we're getting back to that. Um... So I did the documentary and uh, and then got that all done and I had a bunch of other fucking assignments and I got confirmation on the breakfast television internship starting on January 4th. So then I'm in BT with Sid Sixero and and I started watching it and it's actually not a bad, it's pretty funny actually. Like I, as far as like morning shows go, like it's not, it's exactly what you want in a morning show and Sid is perfect there in the morning because this guy is all about cutting through the bullshit and, you know, and it's hard to, like, be, like, a fake bullshitty guy when you have, like, kind of that grumpy disposition that he has, which is actually kind of perfect in the morning. Like, it's he's got that kind of, like, I don't know, it just kind of, it works well in a morning show, which I didn't think it would considering his persona on Tim and Sid. Um, but it works well, and I'm excited just to be in the fucking building every day, like, to go to, I swear, I've been dreaming about this since I was in grade six, and I won the prime minister, and I went into the, I, I so in grade six, our, um, our school had this thing called micro society, which was our school. And then another school where the testing were the two test sites for it in all of Canada. Um, Edmonton is usually a good they, We get lots of, uh, of test stuff in terms of like also um, like corporations testing sandwiches and like breakfast runs and shit like that. Because Edmonton is a perfect city for that because it's like got about a million people Um and so it's a good microcosm for big cities, but then also it's far enough away from like other shit that it doesn't like leak into, into like, you know, the rest of the fucking, it's a good test market. It's, it's frozen. It's up North. It's, it's tucked away and, uh, and you get a good idea of how this is actually going to run. So we had micro society and it was crazy, man. When they fucking first started this shit, bro, literally half of our school for a, a whole half of a year, half of our school day was dedicated to running micro society. So in the morning we would have regular school. And then for literally half the day, five fucking days a week, we would go do micro society. And it was, we would have, there was like a, you know, we would turn the hallway into like a little fucking micro society. There was a government, there was a police force. There was people who were allowed to open businesses um, so I, naturally I ran for prime minister, <laughs> you know, I, this is why I never understood why my parents were like shocked about me getting into standup. It's like, I ran for prime minister of my entire fucking school in grade six, like leadership, talk about leadership qualities <laughs> and I fucking won. So then I got to be on the news, the morning news. Uh, with Mike Sobel, who is the weather guy, my teacher, Bill Wright. I'm, I'm st- I've probably told this podcast story on the podcast before, but whatever. So I won the prime minister thing and, uh, I won it by like, it was a pretty narrow margin. Um, so I won the prime minister and then I got to go, uh, on the news. So we went there super early and I remember getting into the, into the studio and just being like, I don't know, like just something came over me and I was just like, this is fucking awesome i'm like this is so cool because on tv i just remember being like this place is filthy like there's fucking wires everywhere there's fucking crap hanging from the ceilings 
you know, little did I know it was like truss, you know, and lighting and everything. But to me, like as a kid, you only, you've only ever been in rooms that are drywalled. <laughs> like I never, I only ever see, I only thought walls to have drywall on them. I never saw truss or fucking lighting or, you know, big giant fucking cameras with the big cables and shit. And then the desk and buddy fucking, I remember Shay Ganim. That was his name. He was the, he was the morning guy doing the news and he was drinking a big gulp. He had a big fucking gulp and he put it underneath the desk. And I remember being like, wow, man, like this guy's got a big gulp. Like it all, it was like the fucking man behind the curtain, like Wizard of Oz. And I was like, and it all became, and it was just so apparent to me. Like I wasn't like, I was like, oh, like that. Okay. I was like, this place is crazy. Like they're making this. They're just making this. And then I got to be, and then my segment came on and then they were like three, four. And then I was just remember fucking freezing. I was like so nervous. Cause I was like, oh my God, like I'm on fucking TV right now. Like I am on TV right now. I'm on TV. And then he asked me what my platform was. Uh, and then <laughs> and I was like, my platform. He's like, yeah, what was your platform? And I was like, well, I gave my speech on the stage. <laughs> And then they both laughed because like, you know, I look at it now and if you were to ask a kid that like, what was your platform? And he fucking, and then he, and then I say, well, I fucking, I gave my speech on the stage. It's like, I didn't have any, I just won because I was just a fucking, I was a gross populist. (laughs) I ran on, my platform was populism, bro. I had no fucking plans. I had no, I had nothing. Other than I wanted the shine, bro. I was the original Trump. <laughs> I wanted the fucking shine, man. So yeah, but then, and then whatever, it probably went well or it didn't, who knows. I wish my parents would have kept the tape of this, man, or at least they would have VHS'd it. I didn't even get, they didn't even come or drive me. I had, I got picked up by my teacher which is like, you know, I don't know, whatever. That's a whole nother fucking bag. If my kid was on TV, I'd take the day off work to drive him to the fucking news station. But whatever. <laughs> Times are tough, man. Um, or they must have been at least. Uh, so I just got, I feel like that was the seed. And now I get to go back to that very same place, you know, uh, you know, 30 or whatever, 20 fucking 20 years later, I guess. Um, yeah, that probably would have been like, oh no, it would have been before that. It would have been like two, when did I run? 2000. Yeah. So 21 years ago was the first time I stepped foot in a news store. And I've done morning news after that too. I did it at, on global and, uh, in Toronto for Sirius XM. Um, but I'm just excited to be in a place with cameras where there's live TV going on, man. I fucking, I just love that shit. I'm just fucking stoked. And even if I'm not in front of the camera, I feel like once I'm in the door, man, it's like, you know, eventually someone's going to be like, why are you like this? I'll be like, oh, I'm a comedian with 13 fucking years of experience and, and I've been on TV doing stand up and shit. So, and they'll be like, oh, well, what, why are you, you know, why don't we, why don't we, you know, I feel like someone would be like, well, we should utilize this resource. <laughs> That's always how it's worked in my life, man. As long as I can fucking get in there, then I'm fine. Like Axe Music, arguably the number one thing that changed the course of my life was an action that I took, which was to follow up on a resume that I had put in. So I was like 17 and I, I did just fucking quit Earl's because everybody quit Earl's because they all hit the block. And, uh, and then I was like, had just quit. I wasn't working at the movie theater or any shit like that. Cause we had just finished the year play. And, uh, I was like, Hey, fuck. Like, 
what do I like? I'm playing guitar, you know, maybe I'll go try to, and that was in Axe Music and they were looking for guitar instructors. And I was like, you know, I went on Google, like, you know, I got brushed up on my major and minor scales and, and the circle of fifths and shit like that. And I applied for the job and I didn't hear anything. And for two weeks, I didn't hear anything. I put my resume in and I didn't hear shit. So I'm like, I was like, ah, fuck, I didn't get the job. I'm not a good enough guitar player, whatever. And I could have left it, but what I did was I just followed up and I said, hey, like, I'm just calling about my resume that I left. You know, is there any way, like, you know, I'm just following up on my resume. And then it was Heather Pinches, who was the director of the music school at the time, was like, oh, yeah, oh, no, whoops. Well, you know, Axe Music was, you know, I come to learn that it was a fucking flying, fly, fly by night, fucking seat your pants operation. So whatever. Um, it didn't, it didn't go, it didn't get like noticed. And then it did get noticed. And I got an interview. And then as soon as I got the interview, I was like, okay, fuck it. I got the interview. I brushed up on my shit. And then the guy who interviewed me was Dave Crocker, who was the, who was my first guitar instructor. So as soon as we sat down, I was like, yo, you probably don't remember me, bro. But you taught me like my first six guitar lessons. Like you taught me, like you were the, and Dave was like, ah, no shit, man. Like he was a little bit more long hair at the time. And I think he had like not quit smoking dope yet. And, uh, and he was like, no fucking way or whatever. And then I was like, yeah. And I really wasn't that good of a guitar player. Like I had, I literally did not know the difference between an A major and an A sus two. I thought A sus two was A major. This chord and this chord. Much different sounding chords, right? Right? Two, and then I remember fucking teaching my one of my first guitar lessons to some old guy and he's just like, he's like, yeah, so and he's like, and I'm showing him an A. He's like, that's not an A. He's like, this is an A. And then he played a full A. I'm like, well, they're both A. And he's like, no, they're not, they're different. And I was like, what? <laughs> I like didn't even know what sus chords. I honestly fucking barely knew shit. I um, but I was in. That's the fucking point that I'm trying to make is that I was in, and when I'm in there, I fucking learns. And I and I and then that was one thing I was like, oh fuck, like I gotta, I got a lot to learn. So I fucking cracked down. Thank God I live in I, I you know I get to. At that point, YouTube wasn't really that crazy, but Ultimate Guitar was there. Um, and there was a lot of music theory resources. That's so funny to say YouTube wasn't even around, but it really wasn't like I'm talking 2007. Like this is like early. There really wasn't like Justin guitar. Like there was nobody on YouTube doing guitar lessons. Um, but ultimate guitar was there. So I was able to, and there was like music theory, just like music theory, like, uh, websites. So I fucking learned myself like real quick because I was like, oh man. And then once I realized, I was like, oh fuck, like I got a lot to learn. And then I just put myself through like a crash course, man. That's, I think the greatest skill that anybody can have is the ability to recognize their own fucking inadequacies. And then rather than get sad about it, just turn that into a strength, man. Work on it. The ability to learn is always there. And, and eventually, you know, you'll fucking get there. Just put in the work and, you know, you'll eventually learn. Like that's, that's what stand up and guitar and baking bread and skiing, you know, that's what all that shit has taught me is like eventually, you know, if you put in the work, you'll get good at it. Sometimes it takes some, you know, if you don't have a natural affinity for it, it'll take longer, but it doesn't mean it's not going to work. I seen some of the most unfunny motherfuckers. Some of the most psychopathic people in my life are highly effective stand up comedians. Um, some of the most unfunny dudes Dudes that could not take a joke about them if their life depended on it. Violent, violent individuals who react with violence uh, hundreds of times in their lives to seemingly um, 
whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alex knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But these motherfuckers turn into highly effective stand-ups, right? So it's, it's to say, all this to say is that um, once I get in there, I feel like I'll fucking learn and whatever I don't know, I'll fuck up and it'll suck. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say I'm not, I'm not, that's never going to happen again and, and I'll learn and, you know, hopefully it's not too big of a fuck up that I'm done forever uh, with them. But if it is, then whatever, then you move on from that and then you just wait for a complete turnover in staff. <laughs> And then you go back, man. I, I showcased 12 fucking years for Just for Laughs till I got in, you know? So, you know, you just eventually just wait it out. It just fucking happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like a personalized shout out on every episode plus access to bonus content like interview episodes and every set that I've ever done on as recorded by voice memos on my cell phone? Well, then you could be like these fine people, Anthony, Blair, Kunal, Joel, Nick, and Mac. Hi, Bubba and, and Marnus, motherfucking street demon. Bubba, how is Mexico? Uh, Bryce, how's your kid? Taryn, how's your fucking kid? And Colette and Andre in the motherfucking Hall of Fame say they name. Bam, 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 bam. Colette and Andre. What's up, Andre? How you doing, brother man? Uh, as well, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our patron, uh, our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew. That's right, D R E W for ten percent off every fucking order. It's uh, Friday today. They're doing a Friday high day sale, fifty percent off. Go there. You can't use my promo code, but buddy, it's fifty percent off. Zips. Go to KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew right now. For 10% off your order. And even if you don't fuck with THC, man, get in on that CBD. Relax, bro. You need to fucking relax. Relax. Smoke a little CBD. Put a little in your tea. KingTotsCannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW. Right now. Okay. And in big news, what do we got here? What did I want to do in big news? Uh... What the fuck? Yeah, I lost all my shit. That's what I was saying in the beginning. I lost all my show prep. At least I was able to fucking dome 20. I could fucking dome 20. I could dome a fucking 20 minute podcast. Alex, fuck you. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. I just think it's funny that he listens and I can tell him to go fuck himself and he can't say anything back to me because it's a recorded podcast. And then I know when he listens, because then like a week later, he's like, you know what? Fuck you anyways, then. Night. Okay, thank you for listening. Uh, sorry I was a day late, but you know, whatever. Shit's, uh, shit is what it is. Patreon. That's what I wanted to say. That was the bookmark. Uh, I know I always claim this, but I actually have time to do this now. And we're going to fucking revamp the Patreon. And I'm going to give everybody who's been a Patreon, like I'm going to fucking mail out some merch to you guys. We're going to change the fucking tiers. We're going to do a Patreon pledge. With merch, uh, trying to fucking, I'm going to put like, you know, we're going to keep the $5 tier, but we're going to, uh, we might fucking bump that down to three bucks and add a $7 tier. I'm gonna, just going to follow Ryan, do seven, 27 and fucking 57 and then, uh, and then three for everyone. OG Patreons. Uh, and then, you know, or maybe just have three levels, like three, seven and fucking 17 or some shit like that. And 17 will be like, you know, you get a merch credit and shit like that, but whatever, we're working on it. I just want to be able to use this time off uh, productive and to make content for you guys uh, because that's the sauce moving forward. 
is once I'm done this school shit, I feel like I'll, I will have like all the tools. Like I've been training for 12 fucking years in stand up and broadcasting and video editing and audio editing and, and everything. I have the camera. I got all the fucking microphones. I got all the tools I need now to succeed. There's no excuse anymore. I got everything. I got a fucking, I got the education now, it, which did help. I learned a lot uh, in terms of content creation and just fucking the way you should order things and just thinking of th- just the thinking more critically and intelligently and, and more business-like. So all the pieces are there. So I'm not worried. I just got to execute and I don't know what it is, but I trust myself enough to let it fucking happen. And I know that I got the skills to pay the bills <laughs> right now. I'm just hyping myself up here. Uh, okay. That's the show. Fuck you. Anyways, cha fuck you. Anyway, fuck you. Anyway, I got a corporate, I got two corporates this weekend. One's a zoomer on Saturday and one's a fucking one's a, sh- I fucking lowballed myself here. So I'm going to go up and just do a bunch of Holocaust jokes for them. That's what you get. <laughs> I, I won't but we'll, i'll tell you all my corporate score i got one on friday i got one on saturday we'll see you on monday fuck you anyways